Hello, I'm Luc Brunet. Welcome to LSE Ideas. The Eurozone crisis that erupted in 2009 has been one of the defining phenomena of this century. Nowhere have the effects been more dramatic than in Greece, with soaring youth unemployment, political instability and economic turmoil. The tendency of some commentators to blame Greece for the crisis has prompted considerable debate over whether it was a mistake to let Greece join the European Economic Community, or the EEC, which later became the European Union. In this context, it's useful to have an historical assessment of how the member states of the EEC responded to Greece's application in 1975, and why they decided to let Greece join in 1981. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Irini Karamuzi, lecturer in contemporary history at the University of Sheffield, and A.G. Leventis Fellow at St. Anthony's College, Oxford. She's also the author of Greece, the EEC and the Cold War, 1974 to 1979, the second enlargement. Irini, welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, Germany and Greece have often been at odds in the context of the Eurozone crisis. Going back to the 1970s, what was the German position towards Greece's candidacy to join the EEC? German initially, as the rest of the Europeans at the time, the nine, were very negative regarding Greece's succession, at least in private, not publicly. And the idea was that in the 1970s was a very inopportune time for enlargement because economic crisis, because of the energy crisis, had hit most of the industrialized West. What is more, Greece was a very uh, different candidate from before, from the past. It was recently democratized state with a backwards economy. Therefore, it would pose many problems in the internal cohesion of the community. Actually, this Kach Smith, the Chancellor of the time, said, over my dead body, whereas the British said, we should sing, God save the community. However, ultimately, the Germans became the ultimate champions of the second enlargement. And it was mainly political and security reasons that explained the reason. And despite established views that it was France that led the way, Germany, as the paymaster of Europe, actually made this enlargement feasible. They paid the bill that Greece should come in. And how did the international context more broadly, and particularly the Cold War, affect Greece's chances of accession? It, it was a huge factor behind it. I'm not undermining the ideational factor as the role of promotion of democracy that had become a major theme in the discourse uh, within the European circles in the 1970s because, because the Greek strategy at the time had really gobbled heavily on the success of an easy application as a tool for the preservation of democracy. Therefore, the ideational element is very important. But in my opinion, my research has really shown that it has been the geopolitical factors, the Cold War, that actually, they actually tipped the balance in favor of the second enlargement. And what do I mean? Greece in 1974-1976, which is the period they are applying, has actually decided to withdraw from the military wing of NATO. And you have a pro-Western leadership like Kostadinos Karamalis, who was the then prime minister, deciding such a move as a reaction to what they had seen as a Western inaction in uh, towards the Turkey's invasion of Cyprus, really showed you that the situation has, had crossed Cold War barriers. Therefore, it needed a new approach. Moreover, in Greece, there was an immense rise of the domestic left that really posed questions about the country's future orientation. But what made the context, I would say, so important, the international Cold War, was that Greece was never considered on its own. Like the current crisis today, Greece was part of the Southern European puzzle. Portugal was undergoing a revolution with radical pro-communist officers, um, army officers in power. 
Franco's death was nearing, which had unexpected consequences for Spain, and what is worse, Italy was beset by social turmoil, economic crisis, and political instability, with the communists supposed to be uh, accessing to power. Therefore, in the 1970s, Western Europeans were really seeing that their interests were under threat in the Southern Europe uh, part of the continent. Therefore, there was the fear of a spillover effect from Greece to the rest of Southern Europe. Therefore, the Cold War explains heavily why they were so ready to support the Greek EEC application. Greece's accession, uh, as you mentioned, marked the second enlargement mm. that brought the total number of member states in the EEC to 10. Today, the EU has 28. How did the Greek case change Europe's enlargement strategy? In two main ways, two main legacies that we have to take away from the Greek experience. First is that for the first time with Greece, the community had to um, adapt to a changing nature of the prospective applicants, going from fully-fledged, long-standing democracies and market economy, economic states to recently democratized, economically disadvantaged states. And that was a different, a completely new kind of applicant. And it was during these applications of Spain, Greece, and Portugal that this idea of democratic promotion really um, uh, kind of um, was introduced in the discourse within Europe. And we take for granted the Copenhagen criteria now, but the whole discussion about this uh, element of Europe's political identity as promoter of democracy actually did not start with the drafting of a treaty or a crafting of, of a court opinion. It evolved incrementally through enlargement rounds with Greece, I think, as the most important uh, stepping stone towards that process. The second legacy, which I think is vital when you look at Greece, is that the Greek enlargement was a solution to a Cold War crisis. For the first time, the community realizes that it can use enlargement as a foreign policy tool and actually be rather successful because it played the stabilizing role where the Americans couldn't. Therefore, I think this is the two kind of main legacies that you can take away from Greece. And in 2012, uh, former French president, Valéry Giscard d'Estaing, who was instrumental in welcoming Greece to mm -hmm. join the, the EEC in 1981, stated that it had been a mistake to let Greece join. Do you reach the same conclusion in your book? It's very easy with the hindsight of today's crisis to claim that it was a mistake. But as historians, and that's the interesting part, you go back to the documents and you see that this was a very complex interplay of international, European and domestic factors. So if I have to give an answer, it would be it was not a mistake. At that time, the assessment was right. It's the political and security considerations, I mean. It's very hard to recapture 40 years later the true, genuine and dangerous political crisis that seemed to occur in Greece, how close war with Turkey was and how fear, how real, I'm sorry, the fear of contagion was of instability from Greece to the neighboring Spain, Portugal and Italy. Therefore, I think that a highly political decision to accept Greece on, not only led to the second enlargement, but also really added to the community's collective weight on world stage. It is during this period in the 1970s that we really see the rise of the promise of European integration as a crucial element of transition to democracy, first in the Southern European states, but then much more in the Eastern European case of the 2004 enlargement. If I am to criticize the Greek enlargement was that the community didn't grasp an opportunity to change how enlargement works. 
And I'm saying that because Greece was a very unique applicant. Recently democratized, as I said, backward economy. You couldn't deal with that country the same you did with the previous enlargement when you had Britain, Ireland and Denmark. However, the Europeans seemed so attached to this accession doctrine that seemed to serve more the interest of the member states than the applicant's actual capacity to adapt to the acquis, to the set of rules. Therefore, you had uh, finally a procedure where the applicant, Greece, would say yes to pretty much everything because they understood that only when you become a member state you're able to have a, a say in the decision making. So we shouldn't be surprised that when new applicants were queuing up, it was the new member states who were recently candidates themselves that would really use enlargement as a blocking device to correct the injustices that they had suffered during their own round of enlargement. So therefore, I would say it was a right decision to accept Greece, but there was no long-term strategy, which tends to confirm the charge level against the community that it barely sets the agenda and really reacts to events. Irene Karamuzi, thanks very much. Thank you.